0: Hey, podcast listeners, hope you guys are doing well today. I'm doing great. About to go on a trip to Washington, see my best friend from childhood. It should be exciting. So that's what's going on with me. But anyway, I'm hosting a retreat, a four-day luxury seven-person private intimate retreat in Mexico, August 3rd through the 7th for people who want to join who are struggling with bulimia recovery and binge eating recovery. And it's going to be amazing. And I'm going to fight off the urge to just describe it in detail to, to you until the end of this podcast. But I'm very, very excited about it. And if you want more info about it, you can find it at my website at ww.binchbakers.com/slash pause retreat. But the reason I'm speaking about that now is because I wanted to go over the reasons why I'm hosting it and how you can apply that to your life, whether you choose to go on this retreat ultimately, you know. Not everyone can go in this retreat because it's for seven people, and I'm sure more, there there won't just be seven people that want to go. But if you can't go, and you can't go on this retreat or whatever for for any reason, I want to talk to you about the reasons why I'm doing it and how you can apply those principles to your life. The main reason I'm doing it, and this it, I had went back and forth about what is more important, and I think both these two reasons I will say are probably fairly close competitors, but I think this thing you have to have before you do the other things. I don't well I don't want people to have limiting beliefs. I think this is very helpful to have if you want to do what I want to do in the retreat and teach people in the retreat. And it's to give people an excuse and a chance to have space to Literally pause on their life, which is why I'm calling the retreat a pause retreat, because I want people to pause whatever rat race they are in, whatever cycle they're in with binging and purging. I just want it to be a halt on their life, so they can get some space, and come join me in Mexico and have a refreshing time where they can sit down, properly rest, and take in what they need to take in, and then go home, and apply those skills that they practiced firsthand on the retreat. I want them to have the space and time, and I talk about the pause all the time. I always fall back on the pause a lot when I'm speaking with clients or on the podcast, whatever. And it's not that just pausing is magical in itself that, oh, everything is solved by the pause. I'm not going to be one of those people. But the reason that I suggest it a lot and then I talk about it is it seems like everything in my life, when I need to make a change or when I need to do something or something's not working, I really just need to stop and take a second before I keep trying to force something to work or not work and really reflect inward and think about it for a second and then move forward. And it's very hard to do that if you were stuck in a daily cycle of binging and purging, combined with whatever fresh hell your life has going on right now. A lot of you, you know, if you're out there and you have a great life and you like your schedule right now, that's awesome. Cool. But I know there's plenty of people out there who binge and purge because their life is just so hectic. And they feel like binging and purging is the only escape they have from the hectic life that they're experiencing. So... <clears throat> Even if you don't have the luxury to go on some weekend four-day retreat and it's just not in the cards for you right now, I really suggest that for your own life to apply it to you, take some space for yourself to go outside of whatever's happening for you and get that space to get clarity and understand, get a fresh perspective. I think when you just remove yourself from the environment you're in, it is automatically changes your thought processes and makes you feel better. I can't tell you how many times in my life, even if I didn't go on a four day retreat, I was just in a, I was in a really bad space having a horrible time. And then I went for a walk, went outside, looked up at the clouds and suddenly felt a a lot better and was able to understand what was going on. I think what we do with bulimia is we just... We keep trying to force it to work and we keep trying to collectively keep taking on every mistake that we've made in the past and somehow like just figure it out. And we're like, oh, no, 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 it'll be fine. Let's just keep trying to make it work right now. And really, what we need to do is stop, accept everything, and then restart again, right? And have this fresh, clean start with a pause. So that's why I'm doing it. And I think. A lot of people, they underestimate how valuable it is to just stop everything and take a minute before they continue going on, even if it's just two minutes, because that's really when you'll stop all of the thoughts going on and you'll be able to be like, oh, wait, this is what I'm doing wrong. I think back, I use this example a lot, but with art and drawing, if you are drawing something, it's highly important for you to stop after a little while, go do something else, go look at something else. Most importantly, stop looking at the drawing because your mind will literally make some of the flaws in the drawing. Like for example, if you're drawing a face, I love drawing faces. If you're drawing a face, it will start correcting things that are wrong with the face. So a, a common tactic in art or drawing is when you if you especially if you're digitally drawing you can just flip the image and that will give you a fresh perspective so you'll suddenly see all the errors that you were missing because bling, your brain your starts blending it in. It starts filling in the gaps for you so you it can just keep on going because it feels like it's important. It's annoying to see those idiosyncrasies in the drawing. So that's why it's important to go away and get a fresh perspective and then come back to it and then you will suddenly see what you weren't seeing before. And that's why I'm doing this pause retreat, first and foremost, is I need people to just get out of the cycle for a second so that they can understand properly what they need and have the time and space to heal and, you know, do what they need to do to get better and feel refreshed, honestly. Like all of us need a vacation every few weeks. I and It's a sh- it's a shame that we live in such a capitalist driven society. It's something I grapple with a lot because obviously I, I, take i've used like my business is part of capitalism right but it also is how we survive but it really sucks how much in america especially this work culture of just work 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 constantly it doesn't promote as much of taking a break rejuvenating and enjoying yourself because at the end of the day what are you doing if you're constantly in a rat race and you're not taking a break why what are you living for you know so that's the first and foremost reason that i'm doing the pause taking that into your own life highly recommend that you take a pause on your life. Take a second, go outside if that's all you can do or switch up your environment today, go somewhere else that's not in the regular routine so you think differently than you have before or if you can afford it, book out an Airbnb for a weekend and go there and just chill for a minute, all right? Treat yourself if you can't come to Mexico with me or go on some luxury vacation, whatever. The second reason I'm doing the pause retreat is because I want people to get experience actually practicing the tools in real time and doing it and then seeing for themselves that they can actually do it. I think a big barrier with recovery is people never actually practicing the tools. And then when they actually practice it and realize this is possible for me, they've now suddenly formed a new pathway. Now they understand it's possible. It's no longer a fictitious belief or hope in their brain. They can see it in real time that it's working. And I am not going to be the snake's oil salesman that says, oh, after you do this retreat, all your problems will be solved and you will be healed. But I know that it'll be transformative because not only will they practice the tools with me and the seven other people that are going, we're literally going to be having group meals where we sit down together and talk in real time about what's coming up for them. And we all know who has struggled with food, how valuable that is, because when you're around normal people, they just don't get it. They just don't understand. They can, they can sympathize, they can empathize, but they don't understand. So we'll be doing things like that. We will literally be exposing ourselves to new foods. So we'll be talking about the struggles in real time. We'll be going through urges, feeling our feelings, whatever it is, in real time. But <clears throat> the benefit of that is, is that when you actually do that, and then you are successful with it, It's suddenly now a reality for you, and I know that if they take that home with them, even if they struggle, then they will understand. They can fall back on the relief, or they can fall back on the idea of "but I did it." I know that it's possible for me. It's no longer. I told this to a client today who we've been working really hard on problem solving. She's had bulimia for a long time. It's difficult for her, but she knows specific tactics now that work for her, and it's just it's no longer a question of if she can recover or if she can do it or if it's even possible for her to stop herself in the moment. Because when she first came to me, she really thought, no, I literally go unconscious in the moment and I can't stop myself. Now we know that's not true because she has proof because she's been able to do it before. Once that flip is that, that switch is flipped for people, I tend to see a significant change. They are no longer wasting time doubting. They obviously have doubts and fears and stories that they tell themselves, but it's no longer wasting so much time thinking, Mm, is it possible for me? I don't know if I can. I'm. I, I. don't. I just don't think I can do it. It's. I know I can do it. It's just how can I do it consistently and how can I keep showing up for it? And when I don't do it consistently, what's wrong? And that's a much more way productive way of thinking. So I really want to do this pause retreat so that people can understand that and they can see themselves do it over and over again and they can see other people doing it too, which is so valuable. I cannot tell you. I think a lot of what's helped me in my life. And I'm not trying to pretend like I'm the most, I know everything. I don't, I'm still learning a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm successful in a lot of ways, but I don't want people to think that I think I'm just hot shit, right? I, I don't, I'm a normal human. But I think what has helped me get to the success that I've achieved in my own life is surrounding myself with others that are ahead of me and others that are on the same journey as me and constantly filling my mind with evidence of, hey, they did it, so I must be able to do it too, and then learning from those people. So I think that will be an amazing environment for people of, hey, I was able to do it, but Stacy was able to do it too, and so-and-so was able to do it too, and this person was able to so if they can do it, I can do it. It's real. It's no longer this hope or belief. They see it firsthand, which is going to be valuable for you if you're not going to go on this retreat or you're not able to do this, I would try to get yourself in a room where, you know, go on online chat rooms or listen to some of my old testimonial podcasts, something, but keep surrounding yourself with evidence outside of you that is possible firstly, and keep listening to people and thinking productive thoughts like they're, they're being truthful here. They actually struggle with bulimia like me. I'm the same as them. I could do it too, right? It's, If they did it, I could too. Adopt that belief system, very helpful. But then also try to think of all the times where you have actually been successful. A lot of people, they focus only on, well, I was successful, but it didn't last. You know, I had seven days of sobriety from behaviors. I had... Some people have whole years where they don't binge and purge and then they'll come to me because then they're binging and purging again. And it's like, well, yeah, but that didn't last. And it's like, what do you mean? It did exist though. It's just that you didn't keep it up consistently. Everything I'm trying to accept right now in my life, honestly, that everything has has a peak and a downfall and a peak and a downfall. Everything goes up and down. So far, I have not ever relapsed in my bulimia recovery, which I'm holding on to. Like, I'm so happy that's happened for me. But I know that does happen for people. And just because that happens doesn't mean their recovery was false. It doesn't mean that, oh, well, what they were doing before wasn't working. They were sober for three years, but that must not have been working. It's like, no, it's just something happened that rattled them. Something happened. Usually it's emotional stress and like some restriction they're not pointing out and something like that. There's some, there's some cause to it and they need to solve for that. But... For you, don't do that to yourself. If you've had periods of success in your life... When it comes to these behaviors, think about those times and try to look at, well, what was working? I know I I know I fell down. Your brain is going to tell, try to harass you and be like, oh, oh, but you know, that didn't last and, and you failed at this point. I remember that day when you went down downhill. That's what we need to focus on. That's not useful. You, you've thought about that all the time. Think about the times you have been successful and what was creating that success during that time and try to be specific about the strategies, what was going on at that time, what was helping you? What about your thinking was helping you? What were you doing that was helping you? And how could you apply it to now? But if you can't, again, like highly recommend going on this retreat, but if you can't do that, then try to look back to past times. And then every single second you do something now that is in line with your recovered self, even if it's pausing and you still binge and purge, or you had one hour where you didn't binge and purge. Anytime you're not engaging in bulimia, whether it's thoughts or behaviors, recognize that in yourself keep a journal about it. Write it down. Be like, look, I did this today and I did this and this is, you'll be amazed at how much you're actually doing that you're not giving yourself credit for. But if you can see those things, that's going to give you hope that, oh, there's more I could do here. I'm already have a pretty good foundation. If there's anything I know about people and I know for myself too, we do not give ourselves enough credit. We're actually doing a fuck ton of things that are actually good for our lives and we should be happy and proud of those things. So do that. <laughs> that's what I'd recommend. But the main theme of this point too, that I'm doing their pause retreat is that I want people to leave understanding that it's real, that they can recover and they just lived it and breathed it for four years, four days. It's not just talking about it. It's not just hypothesizing about it, which is important stuff. Thinking I'm all about mindset and thinking that's what I do for my life. And I've changed people's lives that way. People have recovered from bulimia and they've recovered from smoking and they've, they've gotten careers, gotten married. That's good stuff. But I also want people to actually experience it. And having a retreat in person, you can help them firsthand and help them live that way. And that's really, really fucking exciting. And that's something that they'll never, you can never take away from them unless they lose that memory somehow, which would be really scary. But something that they can physically, tangibly experience that's going to help them fall back on it when they are struggling or if they are still struggling. And I think they won't struggle as much after this, but you know, if they're still having mess ups after they get home because you four days isn't going to be enough time usually to completely recover, but they will have that to fall back on when they continue their recovery afterwards. And the third reason is that I want people to be in a safe environment with food. I really want to create a space for them where they feel safe and love and connected. We're going to be focusing on these three main themes that I'm trying to rebuild my program around and make sure my coaching is always at that structure, which is, feeling your feelings, eating enough food and eating it consistently, and having a better mindset around yourself, your body, and food. But in everything that we're going to be doing on the retreat, I want them to experience it with other people that are experiencing abundance with food and safety with food and also feel safe to be themselves. I think a lot of people struggle with bulimia and binge eating it doesn't feel safe to them. They feel like they are monsters or they are uncontrollable or they're crazy. And when you build an environment where you're surrounded by others and it's okay and no one's judging you for it and there's no pressure for you to do anything other than be yourself and be connected and be loved and feel supported, you would not believe how much of a difference that makes in someone's life. You know, I've had people tell me pretty crazy things sometimes and it's It's interesting because me and other people do this too. When you are just kind to someone and you don't react badly, you just are like, it's okay. I understand. You're not crazy. I've had that experience with other people too when I'm telling them things. When you receive love after feeling pressure and crazy and being in bulimia and not knowing if it's gonna be okay and you see someone receiving that information and then being kind to you and and calm and, and guiding you through it, it changes you and it helps you feel relief from whatever's going on in your head and helps you feel hopeful and that you're going to be okay and believe in yourself more. And too many people that I've worked with have been around so many people that are downright cruel when it comes to food. Like it's no wonder they have food issues due to the environments they grew up in, society, experiences they've had. I want to have an environment and retreat that's obviously refreshing and transformative and practical too but I want them to feel safe and loved and supported. And I know that that makes a difference in recovery when you feel like you're not in it alone. And that's what I want to offer on this retreat as well. And I'm sorry, I got a little emotional. I just, it's, that's been one of the most jarring things of working for me is how many people don't get love and support on their journey and how much of a difference just being kind and holding space for someone does. And I know when that is happening for people, transformation happens. So for you in your life, again, if you, aren't going to be able to make it to this retreat, I'd invite you firstly to make space and love for yourself, like really intentionally focus on holding space for your emotions and being kind to yourself. Oftentimes when I see people binging and purging, they just needed a nap, but they just needed someone to tell them that it was going to be okay. They just needed a hug in that moment, but they're so mean to themselves and they're so pushy with themselves. They're like, just keep going. Why can't you just get it together? And then they binge and purge instead, right? And it's this, this, maladaptive coping tactic that they're using that doesn't need to be that way. And they just get so frustrated with themselves that they dig themselves into a hole with bingeing and purging. Really what they need is someone to kind of look at them and look at all of them. And the first person that can do that is you. But then I'd also suggest that you find someone in your life. Sometimes it's your partner. Also happy Pride Month, everyone, by the way. I'm hoping when we go to Washington, actually we'll do, I don't know what's going on there, but I'm hoping we can do some Pride events there, like a, go to a parade or something. That'd be cool. But anyway, Happy Pride Month. That was a tangent. But sometimes for you, it's your partner who can be supportive and show you love. Sometimes it's finding an objective source, like a therapist or a coach or a support group. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, they're paying you. You're paying someone to hold those things for you. So it's not credible or whatever. I really, if you talk to someone who's a good therapist or a good coach, and if ask them if they truly care about their patients and their clients, even if they're getting paid for it, you will see like they will answer yes. Of course, I freaking care because we're humans too. So if you're holding, if you truly are in service to your clients, I think you care and love them and hold space for them. Like you have to be a robot not to be attached to the people that you work with. But if you find professional help for that, or you could find a friend that you can talk to. And it's not that you're expecting these people to know everything to say, to have all the right things to say, to be able to offer all the support in the world but I just want you to find an outside source of yourself that's going to be kind and loving even if they don't have all the right things to say like when I told my boyfriend he didn't have all the right things to say but he did he did say back to me oh it's okay we'll, we'll find help we're gonna get better like it's gonna be all right he didn't react of oh my god it's a disaster how could you be doing that's disgusting what's wrong with you and he didn't act like it was the end of the world. That's what I was thinking. So seeing him act in a way that was calm, kind, loving, helps me do that to myself as well. Helps me also be like, maybe it isn't the end of the world. Maybe there is hope. So I want you to, if you don't already, have, find some sort of source. Sometimes it can be an online group there. Are, and you know, my group coaching program offers a Facebook private program or oh my God, a Facebook private community that you can join. But if you can't afford to do group coaching, there are lots of free forums online that you can join. And the, the eating disorder community on Instagram and other places too are, are thriving with lots of support. So you can find online support that way too. It's not like it's completely, you're isolated. And I know it's hard to talk to people, but I do believe having at least one person in your life, whether it's a professional or a friend or a family member, that can make a world of difference. And that's why I want to do the pause retreat as well. So I want you to apply all those things in your life regardless of whether you're going, but I just wanted to talk about it because I'm really excited about it. I think I need this pause this week. I'm going to have my own kind of pause retreat with my friend in Washington, and we should have a good time. It's the first week that I've taken off of work completely. Actually, that's a lie. I'm still working on this Monday. But after this today, I'm only going to have one other, I'm going to do Facebook live on Wednesday, but otherwise I'm not working at all. Taking all my appointments off this week. It's been the first time since December that I've done that. I've taken vacations, but I haven't taken a full week off. So I'm, I think I'll get a lot of clarity and perspective shifts, which is another, it's not the top reason, but I think, you know, when you, when you go off on a retreat like this, you transform, you get a lot of clarity, you change your perspective, which I'm hoping. I need to get a freaking break, you know, and that's sometimes what you, need you need a recalibration so I'm excited for that but the pause retreat for those of you guys that are interested you're like what a a four-day retreat a private intimate retreat in Mexico Jacqueline tell me more what how can I join this retreat you can join by going to bingebreakers.com at pause bingebreakers.com slash pause dash retreat. And that's how you can find the information. If you are already a group member or client though, you will have to email me at jacqueline.davis.biz and we'll have to sign you up manually manually so you don't get extra charged. But if you are wanting to join, you can go there and look at more information there. It's going to be August 3rd through the 7th and it'll start at 5 p.m. on August 3rd. People will fly in in the morning typically And it's going to end at 10 a.m. on the 7th. And people will then drive out for the airport and fly out. It's going to just be really, really fucking cool. I'm so excited. I'm really nervous. I'm really scared, actually, because I've never hosted a full-on retreat before. But I have hosted some in-person events back in the day, not, believe me, related at all. But it should be a luxurious, refreshing environment where it's going to be in San Pancho, Nayarit, I believe, hopefully I'm pronouncing it correctly, Mexico. And I'm partnering with Ocho, which is a retreat center. It's called, if you want to look it up, it's called ochoexperience.org. That's where the retreat will be hosted. I'm working with the owner of it, which is Allie, and she's been super supportive. But they focus a lot on wellness and transformative healing retreats. They do a lot of different types of medicines there. They offer services like massages, cacao ceremonies, all that sort of stuff. stuff. So we're going to be doing lots of different things with them each day as a like what's going to go on day to day in the retreat. If you're kind of a scheduled person, you'll wake up, there'll be breakfast available for people to grab, but it's kind of whenever people are waking up at 10, 9 to 10 o'clock, 9-ish, 10, we're still working on the schedule a little bit. We're going to be doing group talks where we're talking about certain subjects with bulimia recovery and then doing some group coaching. And I'm excited for it because it's not going to be a corporate event where it's just go, go, go conference and 300 people. It's going to be seven people max. So it will be like a sit down group conversation where we'll be able to have a fruitful discussion and people go back and forth. It'll be a very, almost like a mastermind, but of a luxurious retreat mastermind. And after that, we'll have a group meal, we'll have a little break and then group meals. It'll be family style and that will be a great event because we'll really literally be able to talk about how we're feeling as we're eating. And then later in the afternoons, we'll have some one-on-one time. Depending on the day, we're going to be doing excursions. One excursion will be a local cuisine in this, the city tour of food. And I'm, Chose that specifically because I want us to get used to eating different types of foods and getting out of our comfort zone. We'll also have a cacao ceremony, which is where we'll be making fresh cacao and then we'll also be doing the ceremony with it. And it'll be interesting because you kind of really get to understand the true purpose of food and connect with food in a different way. And I think a lot of the experiences we're going to do are you connecting with what actually it is because I think bulimia takes you so far away from what food and your body are actually for. And I think this retreat, the location, it's out in nature. It's beautiful um, environment. It's in Mexico. And being in that sort of environment grounds you to this is life. Life isn't about like the scale or how many calories I'm eating or what I look like today. It's about being on this earth, in nature, being connected with people, relationships, relationships being happy and feeling good. And I'm hoping that this retreat will provide that for people. But so the afternoons, that's what's happening. We'll also have one-on-one times where I'll I'll kind of go and walk with people from the group one-on-one individually. We'll go off into a different thing and talk about different part of the retreat center and talk about whatever struggles they're going on with. And then we'll have dinner together and then we will have sunset walks, which should be beautiful. So it's going to be, like I said, really intimate, really intense, but hopefully good. And I'm trying to schedule the retreat so that you guys that do come, you have an opportunity to obviously discuss things and get what you need from me and the other group members. But you also have time just to chill and enjoy the services. It's an all-inclusive retreat center. And you also, with your purchase, will get one one-on-one service from the retreat center. So like I said, you could choose an acupuncture or a massage, or they offer lots of different services, like a breathing technique, service, like lots of different things. You'll look it up. It's on my website. But that is going to be part of it. I want you guys to not only just have a good time and i want you guys to not only learn things and be practical with it but i want you to have a really good time and to feel refreshed. People also have the opportunity to stay longer if they want to. You'll be able to coordinate that after purchasing with the actual retreat center. They'll have add-ons and it's going to be really amazing. That's all i can say. So if you are interested in that if that sounds good to you, i it's it's basically i keep trying to help people like it's like a luxury retreat Vacation that's centered around recovery. It's like if you want to feel safe and learn things about recovery and be comfortable with food and change your life and feel transformed, but also take a vacation in Mexico, this is going to be for you. So that's what it is. So, so excited. I've never done anything like this before. So I'm thrilled. I think it's going to be transformative for me too. If you want to join, you can go to my website and then there's an option to either pay in full. Or you can use the payment plan option, which is only available till July 7th. So if you are interested, but budget's tight and you want to do the payment plan option, you can do that. This is a, like, it's a more what would I say? Kind of luxury expense because it is like a luxury vacation. So please keep that in mind. I do hope to do more large form events where there's more people so we can afford to lower the cost, but for this one, so I can pay our vendors and everything like that, it's a higher price, but I think it's going to be worth it. If you can afford to do so, it's going to be an amazing investment. Like I wouldn't, this is kind of what people, what I would pay for a nice vacation. So if you're interested in that, you can go to my website. All right. I think I rambled long enough. I hope that this, this, episode was helpful for you and it gives you a perspective into maybe what you need to do more of in your life i think a lot of people need their own pause retreat so if you are coming cool i'm so excited to meet you and share this experience with you it's going to be really wonderful but if i can't meet you there you're not able to come for whatever reason then i hope you consider taking your own pause retreat this summer and frequently throughout the year not just once a year but doing some sort of getaway for yourself so you can do the things we talked about and find someone that cares about you and hold space and love yourself and also look for evidence of how you're already doing successful things in recovery and how it is actually really possible for you regardless of what your brain tries to tell you all right never give up on yourself bye